Okay, okay, what's going on, LBHT crew? B, what is going on? You want to know what's going on? What? I'll tell you what's going on. What's going on? That's going on. Oh, that's why I love to see. Shout out to Anonymous <laughs> to start out the show. Says, greetings, everyone. Have a dynamic show. Appreciate you. you, Anonymous. Hey, I mean, let's let's go ahead and get right into it, man. Let's tell people how they can get some of this this hot fire right here. All right, you want you you want that nice little animation like you saw Anonymous get right there, um, right below B dollar sign LBHT show. That's the cash app. Also, the pin link that you see in the chat box will take you to our stream elements. That's how we do super chat over here. Okay, uh, both ways. You leave your donation, leave your comment, and Microphone Man will give you the salute. All right, hey. We are streaming live. Well, first of all, it is Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hope your week is going well. But if not, hopefully it gets better starting right now. We are streaming live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. Yes, indeed. And look, you guys are already in here. You're in here. Mm-hmm. Brandon Pazel says, what's up, y'all? Dinner with the wifey. But I'm going to get right with y'all. Hey, you enjoy that dinner. Don't, don't rush that. That's important. You need, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're not going anywhere. You know exactly where to find us. Even after the show, you know where to find us. You can find us in the Discord, all right, which you can find on patreon.com slash show. What's up, Tracy? Thanks for coming through. Tracy says, hope you guys are doing well. Appreciate and love your show. But I'm going to tell you guys, I've told you guys this before. Like, days where I don't feel good, I always start to feel better once I start the show. That's a that's a fact. Mm. That's a fact. Um, allergy season is here. I've been doing okay with my allergies up until today. Um, they were kicking my butt today. I don't know what it was. I took my Zyrtec and everything last night. I was good to go. I thought I was good to go, and it's been kicking my butt all day. But things are starting to clear up now. All right, that's that's thanks to y'all. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> Willie Seabon says, "What's good, fellas? I told some friends at the beginning of the off season that I could see the Patriots. Ah, oh, we're gonna talk about that. You guys saw the thumbnail. You saw the <laughs> thumbnail. Yeah." Top Billin says, yo, we out here. Hey, shout out to Top Billin. Top Billin was here. Okay. He, he was here around 2 o'clock when I accidentally <laughs> scheduled it. I scheduled it at the wrong time. He's like, oh, early show? No. Let's, let's go. No, just no never, never early show, Top. Don't fall for that. <laughs> shout out to our guy, Hendo, from the Rogue Pod. He says, let's go. Best time of the week and best show out here. Hey, 0 for 2. 0 for 2 on that one. <laughs> but I appreciate you, Hendo. Appreciate you, Hendo. Just Alice says, hello, LBHT crew. Hope all is well with you. Did any of you guys watch Harbaugh's hostage video? Might <laughs> 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 go help that boy. <laughs> we'll talk about that too. We'll talk about that. Um, and how they they that, it sounded like they were escorting that that reporter out the room. They sure were. <laughs> One sessions, what's going on? Says, what's up? Hashtag LBHT crew, salute to you. Yeah, I know you guys are wondering, just real quick, right? As I give a shout out here. I know you're wondering, man, this shirt, where'd you get it from? Well, you go to Mr. Galloway, Miss M I S T E R Galloway. Okay, go to his YouTube channel. All right, subscribe there, and there will be links to his his merch. Okay, good to be seen. I know you guys are looking at it. It's clean. It's clean. Shout out to Mr. Galloway, man. That pollen was looking at it too. Huh? I so said that pollen was looking at it too today, huh? Well, I just put it on. That's that's probably yeah. why I'm feeling better. It's, it's, it's hurt. <laughs> hey, salute to you, Tracy. <laughs> Thank Said you, Tracy. Uh, what, what, what did you say? Ravens. Ravens up. looking weak. Boy, are they looking weak? Yeah. <laughs> they are looking so weak. Do not support. Do not support mismanagement, people. Don't don't support that. Okay, uh, we have we, we have a lot to talk about. Um, let's see, D Weezy, what's good? 
Hey, thanks for coming through. Uh, Olumide. Is it Olumide or Olumide? Olumide. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? Thanks for coming through. Um, see, I'm an addict. Hey, salute to you. Be the change you wish to see. What up, though? Hey, hey, shout out to you. Thanks for coming through. Xavier Smith says, gentlemen, been waiting all week for this. Man. Brother Xavier. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Zeke Hokage, what's going on? King95 in the house. Danity says, shout out to Angel Reese, Baltimore. Hey, salute to Angel Reese, man. Congratulations to Angel Reese. We'll be talking about her as well. Shout out to Davon. Hashtag LBHT crew. Salute. Yes, yes. Who else is in here? Keelan's in here. What's up, Keelan? What's up, Keelan? Uh, Bay Raven. Gang, hey. Shout out to you, <laughs> uh, uh, Bay Raven. Hey. All right. MDT Sports is in here. We got Living Big, the Big Reg. That's what I'm talking <laughs> right. about, man. All right. All right. And, of course, we got our guy, Suge Knight 323. What up, Suge? All right. Yes. Make sure you subscribe over there as well. He just did a, a show last night, the Steel, the Steel Conspiracy. If you haven't heard of the Steel Conspiracy, Sugar's a Steelers fan, okay? And, you know, guests, uh, Hendo and, and other guests, Rodney, uh, they talk about Steelers and Ravens on that on that show. It's a lot of fun. And they talk about other things as well. Yeah. A lot of fun. So make sure you're check, checking them out. Joy Walker, what's going on, Joy? The other Jose. I'm not going to call you the other Jose. That's respectful. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we got to come up with a nickname. Jose C. We're going we to come up with a nickname for you. To salute to the crew, eight's name is not to be spoken tonight because EDC said so. Oh, <laughs> well, technically it wasn't EDC; it was his henchman. Okay, he shut that guy down too. I, and, you know, I don't think that guy was going to ask about Lamar Jackson. He was uh, I asking mean, he about was, the quarterback position. Yeah, like was, he he was he was trying to give him a comment on Lamar by by kind of spinning well, the draft in there. It's a fair question. He's like, it is, of course. He, he's like, you know, given the situation, uh, are you looking at quarterback? I mean, that's that's draft related, right? Yeah. And th- and that's really the only thing people want. Well, but he but he said Lamar. Yeah. Well, he said, I know you said don't talk about Lamar anymore. And they and said, hey, gonna... hey, hey, hey. I, 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 I. <laughs> <laughs> they sniped him, boy. Get him the hell out of here. <laughs> what's going on, Marco G? Marco says, "What's good, fellas? I heard Hendo got kicked out of the Ravens presser today." <laughs> It was Hendo. <laughs> I thought I heard somebody cussing. <laughs> What's going on? MJ says, yes, sir. Give us the real answers, Brody and Jose. Hey, we're going to try, man. Keenan Ricketts. What's going on, Keenan? Salute to you. All right. All right. Listen. Oh, and salute to Coach. Thanks for coming through, Coach Evans. And, like, I don't have to tell you guys. Make sure you subscribe to Sip 2 Tally Films. All right. Uh, yeah, you, you, you already are. But yeah. Go yeah. subscribe to more Sip to Tally Films, too. More, yes. What's better than Sip to Tally? More Sip to Tally. Okay. So go over there, subscribe to both channels. He's got a daily show, semi daily show, Monday through Wednesday, 4 to 4 30, or 4, was it 4 30 to 5? 4 30 to 5, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great show, calling show. You know, you guys always ask us about a calling show. You know, we don't do call ins, but Coach Evans will hook you up. Okay. You want to complain about us? You can go to Coach Evans' show and, and rant all you want. All right. Some of you guys do it already. So, hey. Go over there and get it in. All right. Uh, who else we got in here? Rave Kingdom. He's one of the guys that was complaining about us. Salute <laughs> 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 so, to you, Rave Kingdom. <laughs> Thanks for coming That's through. <laughs> Lady of Distinction. Thanks for coming through. <laughs> oh, God, Raven C. Hey, salute to you, Raven C. Um, 
shoot oh shoot shoot in here early with the donation says what's up crew i know you've been talking about it later you'll be talking about it later but i'm more excited about the women's ncaa season next year than i am uh baseball season <laughs> i mean yeah um rodney going to hit hendo with you can't see me when when it takes the belt from hendo much That's love right. him um well, okay, listen, we ain't got to take the shots at baseball. We, we ain't got to take shots at baseball. I'm more, more excited about, about the rest of this bottle of water than I am about the baseball season. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I, I'm more yeah. excited about this water that's in my nice Ravens Roundup mug. Do you guys like that? You guys like that? Check out check out Sip Tally's, uh channel. More information there, okay? More excited about reminiscing about those last sips of water than I am the baseball season. I'm more no. Well, I was gonna say I'm more excited about the women's basketball season than than the men's basketball season. Absolutely, right? Um, yeah, there's you know there, there, there's nothing going on with the men because you know they the stars they're there for a season and then they leave. Yes, there's no continuity. There's nothing to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. So living legend, salute to you, man. Thanks for coming through. And shout out to Tanja says, "What's up, Jose, Brodney, and What's crew." Up, Hey, indeed. All right. Um, listen, man, already 77 people in here. Go ahead and hit that like button. We got a lot to talk about today, right? It's not going to be just Ravens and Lamar. We don't always, we, we, I mean, it never is. But, um, you know, Angel Reese, you got stuff going on there. We got a USC event that's um, that's going on this weekend, a big one. So we're going to discuss all that stuff. But first, we like to start every show with the Black History Fact. And B has a Black History Fact for you. Yeah, gonna again keep it fairly quick here. Uh, you know, today is the anniversary of the birth of Booker T. Washington, uh, and most of you know him from his legendary run as part of Harlem Heat. Uh, well, not no, not that one. No, this is a uh, a, a civil rights leader, educator uh, from who was born in the late eighteen hundreds. I wish I had a picture uh, of right there. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was born as a slave, uh, and and was freed as part of the Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, and then started you know going to school. He had to beg his mother to let him go to school. She agreed to send it, to let him go to school if he worked from four a.m. to nine a.m. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> prior to going to school, which he did. Uh, and then he, he went on to the Hampton Institute uh, and then over to the, uh, was it Westland? I want to say Westland. Uh, I don't have it here now. Uh, it's a seminary, Wayland Seminary in D.C. Uh, most people, you know, he, he wrote over 40 books uh, and, and he did a lot of touring and, and, and you know, uh, speaking events. Uh, most people know him as the the founder, not necessarily the founder, but the first leader of the Tuskegee in, uh, Institute. Uh, at that point, it was the Tuskegee Normal School. It was a, a school for teachers. Um, and kind of what happened there is he had a, a mentor, uh, a general, a former general, uh, Samuel C. Armstrong, who kind of recommended him uh, when he was 25 years old to be the one to lead Tuskegee. And, you know, he went and they started off in one room and he and the and the students like actually literally built the school. They made their own bricks. They built the school. They planted crops. to. They made to the bricks. Yes, it was yeah, one, one no Home Depot. Uh, wow. they, <laughs> they planted crops to sustain themselves and everything. And, you know, the, the purpose, you know, they had a mixed curriculum uh, with academics and vocational uh, teaching. And the purpose was kind of to have those pe those students go back to their homes, which were mostly rural at that point, and be able to teach 
other black people these, these important skills. Uh, and, you know, at that point, after after taking over the school or beginning the school, uh, Booker T went on his you know, speaking engagements, and he was really out there raising money, and you know to keep the school going, keep it growing. Uh, and he made he became close friends with a lot of really wealthy people, a lot of white philanthropists. And his kind of view of uh, black people in America was that they should uh, focus on self improvement and being apart from white people and, and just kind of, you know, building on your own. And then eventually uh, white people would accept black people as, as, you know, equals uh, that didn't really go over well with some of the younger activists like W.E.B. Du Bois, who was vocally uh, opposed to, to Booker T's stance. And that kind of spurred uh, Du Bois into helping found the NAACP. Uh, but, you know, obviously that that's, they're from different times, right? Uh, Booker T was born a slave and he probably thought he was being pretty bold in just what, what he was doing. But, you know, as the, the generations go, they, people get bolder and have bolder ideas. They want things now. They want uh, uh, want more, essentially, right? Um, but Booker T was the, the essentially the black leader of his time. And an interesting side note there, his, his mentor that I mentioned, the former general, uh, he's a, he was a white general. He was born in Hawaii, and actually uh, graduated from the same school that Barack Obama did, which I thought was uh, kind of interesting. Um, but again, yeah, that's today, April 5th, the anniversary of Booker T. Washington's birth. Now, are you sure he was born a slave? Because just Alice said he went to high school with Booker T. Washington. Oh, oh, my bad. You said you went to Booker <laughs> T. or junior high. My bad, just Alice. My bad, my bad. I read that so wrong. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta do Booker T. like that. Or, <laughs> or just Alice like that either. <laughs> uh, Coach, I saw your uh, comment. I, I'm, I'm looking for it. Oh, yes. He says, men's college is over. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, it's, it's been done, but this this kind of drives the point home. Um, yeah, you, you're not going to get that kind of rivalry in, in men's college basketball anymore. And if you do, that will be that would be an outlier. Yeah. All right. Um, I know that's cool, Mister J. I I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Just Alan knows. I'm just kidding. He knows I'm joking. He says you are a funny guy, Jose. <laughs> 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 All right. Agent E, what's going on? Just in time, man. Just in time. Um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, look, the the oh, title wait. is what, what you got? Black History Fact. Oh, I'm yeah. take that down now. Uh, yes, so thank you, thank the, you, uh, thank you. Into the other topics. We, you know, we we we've been we've been slipping on our uh, our, our our little uh, our headline game there because we we messed up last week too. We desperately uh, need a an actual producer. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, the the the, the assistant producer is not cutting it. Shout out no, he's going right now. Mike. He's playing. He's playing a board game right now. What board game they play? I don't know, and I don't care. Oh, I'm okay. just saying he's supposed to be here doing his job. He, he, yeah, we, yeah, we we need him to to grow quick so he can <laughs> get a producer. All right. Um, listen, uh, could Lamar be going to the New England Patriots? How did this come up? Well. Apparently, it ain't all good with Mac Jones over in the England, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Who could have foreseen this? Who knew that he's not the next Tom Brady? Who knew that Bill Belichick was not satisfied with his performance? Who knew that they weren't 100% in on, on Mac Jones? 
I mean, that, that's the most obvious thing in the world, right? I mean, the Patriots have all but came out and said it like since last year that they want Lamar Jackson, right? Uh, they, they, they're giving you all the smoke signals telling you, yeah, we want Lamar here. Of course, he shot Mac Jones. Well, to to be to be fair, I think Meek Mill really kicked it off when he got people to ask uh, Robert Kraft about Lamar, and right. Robert Kraft said that's up to Bill Belichick. And then you know maybe the Patriots beat writers uh, got up and started doing their job since the Philly rapper was beating them to to, to stories. <laughs> uh, they found out that yeah, they've been shopping uh, Mac Jones aggressively, and it's not a surprise that you have not found any takers yet. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's yeah. not that's not that's not to be disrespectful to to Mac Jones. You're talking about a draft coming up where there are possibly five first round quarterbacks. You want to talk about not yeah. not wanted? <laughs> that there, man's not there, wanted. There's there, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the draft. Yes. Teams are going to wait and see if if maybe they can they can grab one of them. You know, there's uh, nobody knows where Will Levis is going. True. Like, yeah, I've seen him projected from you know, as high as four and as low as I believe like nineteen. Yeah. Uh, well, nobody really knows where that guy's going. And then after Will Levis, you got Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there are a few other guys that some teams like. You know. What's up, Nitro? Nitro is always in destroy mode. He says, "I'm here, bros. Please destroy this front office." <laughs> man, look. EDC be calling me at, at, at night, man. He he'd just be crying. Just be like, I was like, I just I don't know what to do. Try and tell them to quit, right? Save save your reputation and quit. You'll get another job, but you can't be your name can't be tied to, to. I mean, look, it's already kind of tarnished, right? Because it's, it's tied to it now. But quit before he actually leaves the building. Okay. Yeah. Um. Look, man. Yeah, like, like this when 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 Meat Mill brought up the whole uh they want Lamar there and they asked they asked Robert Kraft. They ask the hoodie, and the hoodie's like, I, I don't talk about other players and all that stuff, you know, he, you know, whatever. What none of them said was, we have a quarterback. <laughs> right? What what none of them said was, hey, we got we got a guy here. We because even even if they even if they don't believe that, that's that's a throwaway line. I mean, he's right? a third year quarterback. You would think that would be the automatic response. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Kraft completely forgot about him. You know he did, oh, right? <laughs> he probably went back late. He's like, oh, man, I forgot we had that Jones. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> well, can't take it back now. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, yes, they are, they're looking into it. And, and like we've been saying, after the draft, things are going to pick up, right? Um, after the, the quarterbacks, because I don't think – and I, I know your guy EDC said, you know, there's like five quarterbacks that they believe in, some nonsense like that. There's three, right? Uh, there might be a fourth one that pops up that uh, that surprises people, but there's three that people really like. Um, and once they're gone, teams are going to be looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Hen- Hendo brought up on his video uh, that he put out earlier that I'm stealing topics from that. Uh, <laughs> I told him I'll steal his topics. Uh, Hendo brought up a good point about the Jets. You know, they, they haven't worked out a deal with Aaron Rodgers yet. And, you know, look, the clock is ticking, man. If 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 Green Bay does not come down to price and, and there's rumors that other teams might be offering Green Bay something. Well, I was going to say, because the Jets had said publicly that, you know, they weren't in on Lamar because they felt that that would be negotiating in bad faith. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, once again, good guys finish last because apparently Green Bay's talking to San Francisco as well. <laughs> 
Dave <laughs> <laughs> says they're including Stetson Bennett in that in that as well. Yeah, yeah. EDC said that there's about five, or or, or there's more than five quarterbacks that you like. I wouldn't be surprised that they looked at Stetson Bennett. You know, um, I don't believe it. You know, here's why I do believe in our guy, Mister Sutton <laughs> Dev. What is going on? Rain up, Gang, man? Purple Rain Podcast. What's going on, my friend? What's going on, fellas? What up to uh, Lunch Break Hot Take? Appreciate y'all having me on, man. It's been a while. It's been a little while, but I'm glad to be back here, man. I, I missed y'all. So how y'all doing? Listen, listen. Uh, look, look, I'm going to tell you guys a little story. A little story. Okay, story time. We always look uh, bad in your stories, man. <laughs> we, we, do, we, we are going to look bad. Because a while ago, right, we were selling merch. Uh, we were selling on, uh, was it tea, Teespring or whatever? Yeah. And we didn't like the quality. And yeah. we this get this man right here, Mr. Sutton Def, he has a clothing line. Okay. Allure. Allure. Okay. Yes. Overlooked, under underrated, right? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Um, and we're like, man, he got some dope stuff there, man. Like, I wonder, I wonder, you know, hi, hi, you know, who's his plug? So we hollered at him, right? We hit him up, he hooked us up with his plug, and he was like, Hey man. Uh, I love to do, you know, go on the show with you guys, talk USC. You guys talk USC, and we're like, definitely, definitely, we're going to get you on yes, the show. Sir. That was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here he is today. Wow. <laughs> I am so sorry. I am yeah. sorry. We are bad at, sched- at scheduling people, man. But you're finally here, man. Welcome. We are so happy to have you here. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all for having me on. All right, so look, you know, we're we're going through a a, a bunch of topics here. Uh, Ravens, uh, we're going to talk some Angel Reese, UFC. Uh, anything you got opinions on, man? Feel free to chime in. You you ain't following it? That's 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 cool too. But um, but I know you're following the Lamar stuff. How do you feel about the latest talk of the 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 Patriots' interest in Lamar? Well, I mean. Let me let me just preface what I'm about to say with this. Um, I am a dejected Ravens fan at the moment. Uh, I've been feeling very disconnected from all of it, and that's by choice because I'm kind of fed up with it all, you know. Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm sure you guys can attest to it. Like it's just it's just exhausting, you know, hearing just all these rumors, not knowing what the truth is, and we get a little bit of news here and there and here and there. Uh, so it's just exhausting for me, and I'm I'm feeling like a little bit of a dejected Ravens fan, but. This latest news, these latest developments about him possibly, you know, maybe hooking up with the Patriots. I mean, I would like it. I would like it. I respect Bill Belichick as a coach, and I feel like it would be a huge litmus test for him, for him to get a talent like Lamar Jackson. It would really be a test to say, like, okay, how good of a coach are you really? You know, and as a fan of the sport, I would love to see that, you know, unfold. So, I mean, I'm at a point now, like I said, I'm a dejected Ravens fan. So if we lose Lamar, I'm at a point now where, like, I've already kind of made my mind up. I'm good. You know, I'm good with it, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, to the Patriots, that would be very, very interesting. You know, if it's up to me, of course, he doesn't go anywhere. He stays right, he stays right here in Baltimore. But, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind him going to the Patriots. But there's a lack of weapons there, right, guys? Like, I mean, there's just not a whole lot that he would be kind of, how do you say, like, inheriting, you know, by going right. to the Patriots. So, I mean, what, what, are you, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I don't know. Well, I was going to mention that as well. Like, you know, they're – Covered is looking pretty bare at the moment. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they they did sign Juju. Uh, I, I like Juju a lot, uh, but I think that the Patriots would be far more aggressive in going out and, and trying to surround Lamar with talent if they were to acquire him. Um, 
but you know, at this point, that really just looks like DeAndre Hopkins, right? Uh, yeah. the, the rest of the market is kind of kind of dried up a bit. Um, so I, I think that you know, if he ended up in New England, it might be a, a year or two process. I mean, obviously, you'll see an immediate impact just from Lamar being there because Lamar is Lamar, and right. uh, he's not McCorkle. Uh, but I think <laughs> in terms of being a Super Bowl contender. You know, you're looking at you know one or two years, and they can really build up around Lamar and 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 kind of show the rest of the league what he's really capable of, and and what Bill Belichick has been kind of, you know, he, he's been looking for uh, for for years. You know, he he's he's been infatuated with Cam ever since you know Cam started tearing up his defenses. Uh, he's right. he's always been looking for that really kind of that dual threat quarterback. Uh, so I mean, I'd be really excited to see it. Uh, obviously, I would have preferred Carolina, but Carolina went ahead and traded up to number one, so that's that's kind of dead. But um, in terms of the other options, you know, I, I think the San Francisco and New England probably the the, the most interesting uh, landing spots for me. I, I think I think Juju and if they get D Hop, I mean, he's never he's never had that type of talent at at the same yeah. time in, in Baltimore. I, I think that would be huge. They could compete instantly. I think if they did that. Right. But but it goes to Sutton's point. Um, it depends on if Hoodie's really got it or not. You know, yeah. um, yo, Tom Brady going off on his on his own, going to the Bucks and winning a Super Bowl, and the Hoodie's got some lukewarm warm success with, with Cam and, and Mac Jones. You know, people are starting to question, was it really was it really Belichick? You you have Asante Samuel coming out saying, Man, he he ain't really do nothing, man. That was all Tom Brady. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a good question. And it, and it makes sense. I mean, it would make all the sense in the world for I mean, Bill Belichick to go after this opportunity, you know, because he had so much success when Tom Brady was there. And, and the question was always, well, who deserves more credit, Brady or Belichick? You know, obviously right. Brady left and Belichick's success, it, it had a rapid decline, you know. Yeah. So this would be his opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to take a quarterback that everybody in the league knowingly has doubts about. I'm going to take him and I'm going to, you know, take him to the promised land. You know, that would be like the ultimate kind of like claim to fame and put his put his name back in the conversation of like, OK, was it really was it really Brady or was it more Belichick? Is, is Belichick really like the goat we should be talking about here or what? You know, so, I mean, I, I think that's that's is very valid. I mean, it just makes sense, you know, so yeah. we'll see what happens. But because um, we know that Bill Belichick, he is the coach and GM acting. So. Yeah. We'll see what he wants to do. And I think nothing's really going to come to pass when it comes to Lamar Jackson until either day of the draft or maybe like within a week after the draft. That's just me. Yeah, I think this goes to show that no matter how great of a coach you are, you still need talent, right? Yeah, and, and the, the thing with Tom Brady, like, you know, I, I know that he's he's always going to get that credit because, hey, he went to a team that was under 500, took him to the Super Bowl immediately, right? But that team made a lot of additions <laughs> when Tom Brady got there, and I mean they already had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, uh, and then they bring in Gronkowski, they bring in Antonio Brown, they they really upgraded the O line, they did a lot of work on the defense. So it wasn't the seven and nine team that that they were the previous year that that he you know he he walked into. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, you know, with Bill in in, in New England, you would go from Tom Brady down to Mac Jones, it's not it's not gonna look great. Hey salute to engrave and thanks for coming through. It says raining lunch break. Okay, okay. Nitro says okay LBHT nice guest speakers. Of course. Of course. <laughs> when we get them, 
we we are so bad scheduling <laughs> people, man. I'm so sorry about that. Um, just Alice says, I want Lamar to go somewhere where there is real talent on offense. Yeah, that's that's all we've been asking here. Just get them, you know, invest in your best player. That's all we've we've ever asked. Is if you're if you're relying on him to win, then invest in him, right? Because what we what are we talking about now? Hey, salute to Keelan. I'm gonna read that in one second, Keelan. But you know, when we're talking about Lamar's contract, what always gets brought up is ah, he's only won one playoff game, right? Uh, yeah. you know, what's what's his record? What's his record? Well, I mean, we don't talk about that when it comes for comes to defensive players getting their money. We don't say how many how many playoffs has Roquan Smith uh been to? <laughs> how many how many playoff wins has, has Marcus Marcus Williams had, right? We don't we don't do that. Because right. it's because it, you know they're they're excellent players. Right, but when it comes down to it, crunch time, we are not asking the defense to close anything. We're not asking the defense to win anything. We want them to play well for the most part, but we're not asking them to win the games. We're asking Lamar Jackson to win the games. So, right. now, so did you uh, happen to see the the press conference today, or at least the the clips of the of the press conference? So I didn't watch the entire thing. I did see the, uh, I guess, the most viral clip where they kind of right. cut off the guy talking about Lamar and you know, Harbaugh yes. was looking mad awkward up there. I saw that. Yeah. Somebody said that was somebody said that was Hendo. <laughs> 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 All right, let me read this. Let me read this real quick. Shout out to Keelan for the two dollar donation. Appreciate you. Thank Says you, the Patriots' weapons are Juju, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, Hunter Henry. Tyquan Thornton and uh, with Bill O'Brien as OC, that O line would be enough to win. But I think Lamar gets traded to the Colts on draft day, and the deal is done already. Okay, they're the one who I thought would maybe you know jump out to get Lamar prior to the draft because they're you know they're sitting in that four spot. You're not going to get one of the top three. Nobody wants Will Levis, right? Like, and that's not to say he can't. He's he's definitely not going to be a good player, but he's kind of the odd man out of that of that group of four. And you know, the Colts can possibly talk Baltimore into just taking the one first round pick because it's it's the number four pick, and they get their quarterback at that point. You know, maybe maybe some later picks in there, but maybe you're not giving up quite as much. Uh, if if as if you wait until after the draft and you're competing at that point with San Francisco, Miami, and anybody else who wants to jump in, uh, but yeah, back to the, the the press conference today. What did you think about the, the just the, the the look of of Baltimore, uh, their, their their GM and head coach shutting down questions about Lamar like that? Uh, man, I mean, this comes what a week and two days after. Lamar, you know, had that tweet storm talking about, yeah, I requested a trade and all that. This is the first time we've publicly heard from Harbaugh and EDC since then. Uh, And I found it very interesting for them to, you know, shut down completely all questions about Lamar Jackson. Because beforehand, they would entertain it, you know. They would entertain those type of questions, like, with with no, you know, backlash or, or flack or anything like that. So that was very telling to me, for sure. But at the same time, you know, I one and one thing you can say about uh, DaCosta and Harbaugh when they're speaking publicly, they hold cards very close to their chest, you know, and that's just kind of it comes natural to them almost, you know, and it, it makes you want to it makes you want to strangle them sometimes. It's like, I know you have feelings and thoughts about this whole situation, like because we do, but right. it's literally their job to keep things under wraps. So, like, I get it. And like, you know, they call what, you know, the uh, the pre the pre-draft interview they call that the liars luncheon so i didn't really expect to get a whole lot of solid information out of it anyway so you know i guess you could say a little bit indifferent about it okay yeah yeah i mean 
yeah, you, you hit the you hit the nail right on the head, right? Like you, you don't really expect much from these things. Uh, it, it was that funny moment where you know they kind of shut the guy down because I don't think he was going to ask. He asked an indirect indirect question about Lamar, but it was more about listen, man, like like it's the elephant in the room, right? It, things aren't great with with Lamar. He asked for for a trade. Are you looking at quarterback in the draft? I think. I mean, we're talking about the draft. That's a fair, uh, very draft fair, question. Fair question. Yeah. But he said, he said, he said the, he, he said, he said the, the words you can't say. You can't say Lamar Jackson. So they're, they're like, no, we gotta shut it down, right? Um, right. But that, that tells you that they're on edge, man. Right. Yeah. Like, like that, that tells you that, that tells you that it's not all good because they made it clear before they started. Do not ask about Lamar. We're not, we're not going to do it anymore. We're gonna shut that down, and I mean that that shows you that that they they're on the ropes, man. They're nervous about this because yeah. even if they trade it, yeah, even I, even if they trade them to, I, to the Colts, Colts are picking what fourth. I was sure this mm-hmm. my dog. It's all good. It's, your, your, your dog, your dog is welcome too. <laughs> um, uh, but you know they trade for a fourth pick. That doesn't guarantee them a, a, a quality quarterback there. I know he said. I know EDC said that he liked. You know, four or five quarterbacks or, or more. You know, I, we don't believe that, right? Uh, you're hoping yeah. they can get one one of those top three. Yeah, I mean, you know, to Sutton's point, it's really the the difference in the way they handle the questions, right? Because before it was, yeah, two hundred percent, he's our quarterback. Yeah, he's definitely going to be here. Yeah, we're we're for sure getting this deal done. Lamar's not going anywhere. And then it was. You know, that that dude said Lamar, you know, get him out of here. Yeah, yeah, dude over uh, there, you know, you're out of here. You're, they, you're, they, oh. you know, Harbaugh, you know, he he had the stone face, uh, and, and I mean, it was just, it was real awkward. Like, it, it was like, you know, you you're bringing up the that that member of the family that nobody talks about, you know, and so this the the difference in the way that they receive those questions, kind of like you said, tells me that they're not at this point very confident about him coming back. Uh, yeah salute to marco g for the 420 he says harbs look petrified because he knows how how much lamar makes his job easier uh they look tense defensive and concerned yes which mm-hmm. tells me they know lamar is probably gone no way you look concerned if behind the scenes everything is okay facts and it's always been my my stance that you know because people keep saying oh he's most likely gonna end up back in baltimore and for me, it's always been like people think that just because a player like this has never switched teams before and you just can't really envision it happening. But everything that is going down is pointing to him being gone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. We'll, we'll see. All right. So we're going to switch gears real quick. Are we going to talk some uh, – because we got to get to the USC. And yeah. if, we, if we – if we, yes, look, look if, if we let this – if we let this crowd <laughs> – take control of this they will they will have us here for two hours talking strictly lamar okay <laughs> there will be order here ladies and gentlemen let me read this real quick for add to pop because add to pop will he, he won't stop lamar lamar not going to the patriots you got players telling him belichick is not a good person two qbs have grown tired of him brady and now mac and there's no weapons over there and fan base is racist um you, you described Every fan base, uh, he's, <laughs> he's got he's got more weapons there than in Baltimore, and uh, I don't think Mac is tired of him. Yeah, I don't think that's the problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, listen, if if that's the case, Mac, he, I, I guess I love his confidence, right? But 
JP, oh, you talking to Tanja. Uh, his lying and nepotism has come full circle in the situation. They can't hide from something so obvious like this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, oh, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and switch gears to the big event this weekend, UFC 287. Yes. Uh, the rematch between Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira. Uh, I was, uh, I'm going to say, I, I was fairly, I was pretty shocked how the first one went. I thought that Adesanya would be able to handle him. And, you know, it seemed like he was, he was doing fine through most of the fight. And then he just got caught. Uh, you know, they're towards very close to the end. Um, it, at this point, I got a question like how much Pereira is just in his head, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the on the event? Uh, first of all, shout out to uh, Sip to Tally Films. I see my guy Coach is in the chat. Yes. He yes. says I'm locked in for the UFC. <laughs> I, you know, I like to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad there's more UFC fans, you know, yes. uh, that I know personally. I mean, I, I like that. I like that. But how I'm feeling about this fight, man, and let me preface what I'm about to say by saying this, and I know, I, you know I've done this twice now, but I have to. I'm a huge Izzy fan. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a huge Izzy fan. The last time that he fought Pereira, I picked Pereira to win. This time, I'm picking Izzy. I feel mm-hmm. like this rivalry is, is very, very... It's very mental. There's a huge mental side of it, especially for Israel Adesanya losing to this guy, what, three times now. You know, he he feels like he has to get this one back for his legacy. And I feel like in the first fight, he was doing more probing and less hunting when it came to how he was fighting Alex Pereira, the way he approached that fight. Alex Pereira is hunting the whole time, hunting, waiting for that right moment, you know, um, to take him out, to take Izzy out, trying to be intentional about that. Izzy, on the other hand, he likes to touch you up, you know what I mean? Kind of dance around, look good doing it, that sort of thing. But, you know, that's not always going to win you a fight, especially when you're fighting a savage like Alex Pereira. So I think that Izzy understands that. And in this fight, he'll be more intentional about stopping Alex Pereira, like putting the pedal, like pushing the gas pedal and like actually trying to get this guy out of there and not letting him like linger around until he knows that he can take every single punch that he has to throw at him. So, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, those are those are my, my general thoughts about it. I really want to get you guys' take about it. I want to know who you guys think is going to win this fight. What are your yeah. thoughts, man? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm picking Adesanya again. I picked him to win the last fight. Uh, I'm okay. picking him again. And to your point, you know, in the first fight, he almost had him out of there, and I believe it was the was it the end of the second. Second, yeah. Yes, and and then he he just went back and he he just fought very conservatively. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he, he stayed on the on the cage. He kept moving, and, and and he fought well, right? But he fought right. defensively, and you know, I, I look. I'll say we, we did our show right after the fight. I thought it was a bad stoppage. Uh, is he was now? Granted, I mean, he was he was definitely rocked, but he yeah. he hadn't gone down. He hadn't gone down. No, he, he was did. still he did. no, no. But, I mean, he got back up. He was on his feet at the time they stopped it. He was yeah, he yeah, was yeah. crouched down. Um, and my, my thing is well, the reason that I think it was a bad stoppage is we've seen Pereira knock people out. Right? He's a one shot guy. Right? He hits you one time and you go to sleep. But he landed multiple shots on on Adesanya, and and like I said, he he went down initially. And he popped back up, and he was still trying to bob and weave. I think that Pereira was almost out of gas at that point, and I'm not sure that if you let it go, that he would have been able to finish him. 
Uh, I think they've heaped it was possible. Now, I'm I'm not saying it's the worst stoppage in the world or anything like that. I just think they, <laughs> they should have given him a little bit more time, is, is all I'm saying. Uh, sure, but yeah. I, I agree with you that I think he's going to be more aggressive. And I think a an aggressive Adesanya puts Pereira away. Yeah, you know, like that's that's the thing about UFC, man. Like, depending on the ref, like you see, I mean, we just watched a guy get his his oh his arm God. broken, right? Oh, I did see and, that. You know, you know, and then put in the chokehold, and it's just like, okay, well, that's excessive, right? It, but <laughs> but uh, so you get you know, he gets hit a couple of times, like, okay, you're you're done. Like it, it's tough because you don't yeah. same thing with boxing. Like, when do you stop it? You know, you want to give, you want to afford a champion. Uh, all the opportunities, but you don't want them to get hurt either. Yeah. And they're the closest to the fight. So, you know, from our angle, it may not look like anything, but from their angle, it might look like something. It, it's it's tough. So I didn't mm-hmm. like the stoppage either, but I'm, I would I would never argue with the ref in that situation if they stop it, or, you know, a little too early. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I picked Adesanya. Shout out to OTR Mike. I got OTR Mike from Ring Kings Podcast and Open Mike with OTR Mike. He picked Alex Pereira to win. And um, you know, salute to him. And yeah, I, I think I think he is he was in Izzy's head a little bit, but I think also, yeah, Izzy got a little lazy. He he dominated early, and I think he thought, okay, this guy's just not on my level. I'm good. And he got a little too lax at the end because he he clearly had it in the bag, especially when he took Pereira down. And by the way, Pereira, man, like if Izzy take he can get you on the ground, you have no you like you have no ground game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got no ground game and and I think Izzy was. I think he just kind of let his guard down, and, and that's all it takes. It takes one one punch to to go the wrong way, and and that's that's what happened. I don't think he gets caught again. So yeah, I'm picking Izzy to win. I think he finishes him this time though. Yeah, I think so too. I definitely think he gets it done. If I had to make a more specific prediction, I'm gonna go with a third round knockout. I'm gonna go okay. with, with a third round uh, TKO. I felt like he piles okay. on the strikes, and you know because. He he can he can get to Pereira's chin. I mean, it's no problem. We've right. seen it. You know, if he has the confidence to do so, he will do it. It's just a matter of him not being conservative, like you guys said, and being more aggressive. You know, he has to put the pedal to the metal against this guy because he's not going to go down easy. So you have to really like, I don't want to say bully him, but you have to be in his face. You yeah. know, you can't give him too many opportunities to tee off on you because if you do, he's going to tee off on you and you're going to lose right. the fight. You yeah. know. So yeah, got to put him on the defensive. Mister sure. J the six says, "Is he going to learn from Usman, not hold him back, and let them hands fly?" How would you feel about that Usman fight? You know what? I actually had a very controversial opinion about that fight. Um, I I watched all five rounds, and immediately after watching the fight, I thought Usman he took it. To be honest with you, I had Usman winning. I had a, yeah. it was very close, but I had Usman winning. Yeah, exactly. I mean. The takedowns, you know what I mean? It's not even like the, the striking difference. And I know the numbers were, were in Leon's favor, uh, but it didn't really seem like the strikes were doing all that much damage. And, you know, damage trumps all when it comes to, like, refereeing. That's what they that's what they say the judges focus on most. Like, who's doing the most damage, you know? Yeah. And it didn't really seem like Leon was really hurting Usman like that. Even on, like, the – he had, like, a, a clean knee up the middle. And, yeah, those lands, so those are points. But yes, yeah. I didn't really see any sort of reaction. I didn't see any damage or anything like that. All I saw was immediately after that, Kamara Usman getting to his hips and taking him down. Yeah, now, yeah. Leon mostly did a good job at defending the takedowns, and that's why you kind of have to give him credit there. And in hindsight, I can see why they they kind of 
edged it to Leon, but at the same time, I think it should have been a draw. I think that fight should have been a draw, but that wouldn't have been good for business. So I understand why they did what they did. Yeah, not upset about Leon winning at all. I'm a, I'm a Leon Edwards fan, and it was a very, very entertaining fight. I thought so. You know, now, yeah. I had Edwards winning, but I also thought they could have easily taken some more points. <laughs> they could yeah. easily yeah. take some more points from him. He oh. had he had more than a few low 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 kicks. That I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, well, that was slide scraps by any like, means necessary. <laughs> yeah. and, but you know what? Who's who's wearing that belt though? <laughs> he's got it. But listen, guys, I don't know how long he's going to keep it because I don't really see any favorable matchups for him in that division. I mean, Colby Covington is going to be in his face all the time. I don't think Leon likes that. Um, you know, a Gilbert Burns, I think, could get to his chin, clip him, put him down. Nate Diaz clipped him. Right, yeah. Nate. I mean, we're talking about Nate Diaz. Gilbert Burns has sat down the likes of Kamaru Usman and a lot of other, you know, really good fighters. So I, I'm, I just don't see how Leon Edwards has longevity with this belt. You guys, I, I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I think Covington. I, I, I don't believe in Covington to be honest. I, I, I think he smokes. I, I think, I think he smokes Covington. I think, wow. I think, I think Covington. He's got a, he's got a lot of endurance, but I, I just, you know, he don't have a great chin either. You know, um, I I, just, I don't think I don't think he's as skilled as Leon Edwards. I I, I think Edwards smokes him. Now, uh, Gilbert Burns that that could be a problem. I think Gilbert Burns should be. I I, I thought Gilbert Burns won that last match against uh what's his name? Yeah, I keep forgetting his name. Um, uh, he beat Neil Magny last. Not Magny. No, you talking, uh, talking about Hamzat Shemaev? Yeah, Shemaev. Shemaev. I thought he won that fight. I I thought he won that fight. It was a close fight. I, I thought he should have won that fight. But um, we, we talking about we talking about you know you know putting people down. He he heard that, that's the first person I, I saw piece up uh, Chamayev like that, you know. Yeah. Um, so and and Chimaev will give will give uh, Leon Edwards some problems too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, there, there's there's some there's some dogs in, in that that weight class. That's why I, that's why I love that weight class. That's the welterweight division, right? Yep. Um, but I, I don't agree with Covington getting a, another shot. He's already had two shots at the title and lost. Uh, the only person he's beaten since yeah. then is is uh, Masvidal. Yeah, and that, who, that's what I wanted to ask. You know, what do you think about Covington even even getting a shot at Leon Edwards? Because I'm with those. I don't. I don't think he deserves it. Uh, you know, he he lost twice to to Usman. His last two wins were a washed up Teron Woodley and, and Jorge Masvidal, who's not really a a top tier fighter. Uh, you know, Gilbert Burns is going to get put on a show against him on on Saturday as well. So, you know, not in, he doesn't have any any impressive wins even in like the last what three and a half four years, and yeah, he's he's yeah. just being very inactive and just just kind of talking a lot about wanting that shot. Do you think he he deserves it? Um. So, when you talk about the word deserve in the fight game is very hard because you know there's a lot more to it than just like the 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 black and white part of it like the wins and losses you know and what you've done it's more about like uh how you entertain because it's it's all Mm -hmm. entertainment it's prize fighting at the end of the day so i mean the more entertaining you are the more opportunities you're going to get i mean that's just that's just how it is you know Especially if you can if you can back it up. I mean, and I know you're saying Colby has he just has good endurance, but this good endurance is like one of the top weapons you can have in MMA. For sure, I truly sure. do believe that. You know, because if you can stay in a guy's face as long as you can go as hard as a guy for you know longer, you know, 
you're going to be able to beat the guy. So it's just like Kobe has that. And I think that the the main reason why he has so much uh, respect within this division is because of those battles with Usman, especially that first one where they went toe to toe, you know, the entire fight. I mean, both times, both fights, honestly. But, you know, I I don't know, man. I I, I really think you're sleeping on Kobe. I'm not going to lie. I think you're sleeping on him. I think he's going to come back and he's going to take that belt from Leon. Like, I'm not. He got the the pillow hands. I I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's a bad fighter. I, I don't think he's a bad fighter. But I think there, I think, I think Burns is just a better fighter than him. I, I, I think, um, uh, why I keep forgetting his name? Uh, Jemaya. I, I think, you know, <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Makachev. But I, yeah. I think, uh, I think Jemaya is just a better fighter. I think there are better fighters in that division that he hasn't fought. And I don't but like you know, the Chimaev, fact that he keeps getting... he's, he's not fighting there no more. Jemaya's not at one seventy anymore. He's going up to one eighty five. Is he? Is that a permanent move? I, I know yeah. he didn't. Okay. Okay. Dana said his next fight will be at 185. So I think he's going to keep going there because he can't make 170. He's missed mm. weight, you know? So that's the whole reason he was fighting uh, Kevin Holland. The last he was supposed to be fighting Nate Diaz, but he could not make 170 to save yeah, his he's, life. He's like 15 so, pounds overweight. Um, yeah. You know, like, like, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, he's, he had two title shots and yeah. he couldn't get it done. I, I don't, and, and the only other person he's fought since then is. Is Masvidal? That's just not enough for me to to see him in another title shot. You know, you got so somebody like who's more deserving? Uh, I would say Burns. I know Burns. Burns. I know Burns already lost to him, but you know, every time about getting another shot, I mean, you 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 have uh, Covington had two shots at him. Let Burns get another yeah. another uh, go at him. Yeah, and, and that's kind of been <clears throat> excuse me our, our thing with the UFC. Uh, it's one of the things that we don't like about the UFC is that. You know, they, they talk about how they make the fights that everyone wants to see, right? They, they make those fights. But you don't have enough fighters to constantly pit the top guys against each other because, you know, eventually you run into a situation like this where, you, another one. where you run out of guys, right? Uh, yeah. You know, like Usman, had, he, he lapped the division twice. And it's like, well, what's, what's next? And then, you know, obviously he got upset. But, you know, you look around and it's like, yeah, well, where do you go? I, I'm sitting here saying you don't go to Covington just because – he hasn't. I just don't feel like he's earned it since he since he's had the two shots. You know, he he beat Masvidal, and then he's just been kind of sitting around. Um, yeah. But to your but to your point, you know, there's a lot of other guys out there who you could argue that Covington is better than, uh, you know, and and that maybe they don't deserve the shot either. But that's well, would, kind of part like- of the. Uh-huh. I, I would like to see Covington fight those guys, though. That's my whole thing. Yeah, but you yeah. know, it, it's just a it's just a thing that comes with the UFC of you know making all those fights immediately, and then you just you kind of run out of road. Yeah, let That's me read. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to read this real quick from Sugar. Appreciate the donation. So it says, "Is he about to be out cold like Doctor Joe Biden?" <laughs> <laughs> At the presser today, Izzy was irritable and very tight today. Izzy going to have nightmares Friday night. Okay, all right. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm sorry, Sutton. Go ahead. What, what, what were you saying? Uh, shoot, what was I saying? Uh, I, yeah, I, I threw you off. I, 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 the last thing I said was I want to see Covington oh, fight more it, people oh, in the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So, Kobe Covington for the welterweight division, he's the gatekeeper of that division. You know, like anybody who wants to fight for the title should, I think, at least have to go through him. Or Gilbert Burns, I think him and Gilbert Burns really need to fight. That fight really yes, needs to happen. That, that, that's what I'm. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, and I agree. I agree for sure. 
But you know, when it when it comes to making the choice between, and we're talking about the UFC's perspective here. Hey, do we want to make the fight with Gilbert Burns or do we want to make the fight with uh, Colby Covington? Who's going to make us more money? Mm-hmm. Colby Covington is going to make you more money, and it's all about their bottom line. So that's why it's 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 one of those things where it's like not always about what you say, but how you say it. And Colby's one of those guys where like he can come off in a very entertaining way. I mean, you look at the views when when the UFC they market him and they post him on their YouTube channel or or whatever, it gets the views go through the roof. You know, because people want to see Colby, you know, so I understand why they're fast tracking him to more and more title shots. Uh, but I do think I agree with you. I do think he needs to fight Burns. So, uh, so here's here's another problem we have uh, with uh, we have we, we, we are not Dana White fans over here, like at all. I think I think Dana White. Yeah, you got to give him credit for building up USC to this point. Right. But he just doesn't promote his fight as well at all. Like at all, like he depends on Kobe Covington to be this this cartoon character, right? Um, and 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 Covington has to create this character himself to 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 stick out. Um, but Dana White should be promoting his top fighters, and he tries to pick favorites. And if you're not his favorite, he not only not promote you, like he puts you down, right? Like these fighters. I mean, John Jones should be. The most popular, like, like he should be right up there with um with Conor McGregor, right? I I think he's the greatest fighter ever in USC history, or at the very least one of them, and like his name should be up there. But Dana is always button heads with him in the media. I've heard him call fighters boring, right? Or you know he'll swear up and down this fighter won't get a match if they don't take this fight. Like he's always doing something that's counterproductive and something that you don't see, uh. You know, boxing promoters do. You you know, rarely see them put down their own fighters. No, like they're going to promote that fighter no matter what. They're going to tell you why you should be interested in this fight. So there's there's a lot of shortcomings when it comes to Dana. And I think Dana put he puts fights together just based off of him being a fan. I think he's a big fan boy at this point, and he wants people that he likes that gets along with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, be laughing. I mean, I, t- I take shots at Dana all the time, but I, I just I don't respect it. Like I'm not saying like Kobe Covington isn't you know entertaining to certain people and, and he's a good fighter obviously but the reason why we're in this situation is because dana doesn't know how to promote those other fighters that don't want to make themselves a cartoon character yeah yeah and you know to your point sudden I, I i know that you know throwing covington in there with leon edwards would probably be the more popular fight uh right now but that's a kind of you know a thing that we have with the ufc as well is that's kind of you know taking the short view because if you have Leon Edwards hold the belt for a while, now this is going to go. This is going to be counter to the whole deserving thing, right? But yeah, you yeah. get let Leon Edwards take a couple of, of of easier fights to you know to to build him up a bit, right? And then you put Colby Covington in with Gilbert Burns, and whoever wins that fight, then you're you're building towards an even bigger match later on. But they're just going to go straight to. Edwards versus Covington or Edwards versus Burns or whatever. Uh, and, and this is something you see in, in boxing where, you know, they take that much longer view. And I think it's because, you know, each fighter has their own promoter uh, and they're, they're looking out specifically for that fighter. But, you know, you build up to, you know, fights that'll have 6 million uh, pay-per-view buys, 5 million, 4 million or whatever it is, because it's something that's just built up over a longer period of time. And and you get the fans kind of buzzing over over a period of years, whereas you know in the UFC it's hey, man, 
Paulo Costa is on a run. Let's throw him in without a sign. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, they rush him in there. I mean, oh, but I think it's better to do it sooner than later. I think about Floyd and Pacquiao all the time when I think about this sort of stuff. Like, if you wait too long, like even a second too long to get a match that's like should happen happening, if you wait too long, it, it, it loses its steam. You know, it, 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 it does a little bit, but Floyd and Pacquiao was one of the biggest fights ever. It's sold yeah, but, a ton. But for, for people who, I guess you could say, sports and real sports enthusiasts, fight enthusiasts, mm-hmm. not just the people who were showing up for the for the fight parties, you know, just for the the spectacle of it all. We knew, just like I know, both of you guys knew that. Okay, these guys should have did this at least like five years prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and and it's 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 a disservice to the true fans of the yeah. sport when I I think when you right. know you wait too long to have two top guys fight. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm just talking about in terms of you know strictly the bottom line, like you're mentioning, right? You you can build it up to to something much bigger, even if it is a little bit past when it it should ha- it should happen, right? Uh, right? We're seeing that we're seeing that right now in boxing with Errol Spence and Bud Crawford, yeah. and I think that that's going to go the way that you <laughs> that you're mentioning, where it's been too long, and, yeah. and and I think a lot of fans, even even hardcore boxing fans, are just like, man, I'm, I'm just. You know, I'm, I'm tired of the, of the wait and I'm tired of the will they, won't they, I don't care anymore. Um, right. You know, and that's when you do it the wrong way, you know, going with Black Prime. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I, I, you know, if you do it the right way, even if they're, they're past their prime or it's a little bit past when it should happen, it'll still be a bigger event. Yeah. Now, okay, I want to switch gears here, but before I do, I, I want you to have a last word on, on, on the USC topic. Uh, you know, if you have any thoughts on, any more thoughts on Adesanya or, or anything else, you know, you want to discuss. Uh, well, well, I mean, I'll say this. I think that, um, it's going to be a very good fight card this weekend. I personally am still looking for like down the road, down the road, um, Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. That is one fight that I have circled on my calendar. I cannot wait until that one happens. That is going to be a true spectacle. I think that's going to be a really, really good fight Two evenly matched guys. They both want to do the same things, um, in the octagon. So it's going to make for a really good fight. So. I'll I'll say that, but and you know, just wrapping up what I said before about Izzy and uh, Pereira, I got Izzy in this fight, uh, round three TKO. Nice, nice, salute, salute. Shout out to Z the Beast says, "What up, fellas? Finally get to enjoy the overtime show since I be late to the streams. Now just join Patreon. Salute to you, man. Okay, salute to you. Z. You guys want to yeah. be awesome like like Z the Beast. In fact, in fact, let's take a minute before we switch gears, uh, to get a word from our sponsors." ourselves yes you know how we do it we know how we do over here patreon.com slash lbht show that's where you can go and support yes indeed yes right where he's right where something's pointing all right let me ask you guys something do you have three dollars in your pocket you do (laughs) perfect perfect go over to patreon.com slash lbht show all right that will get you access to our discord okay because I know you guys, you're in the chat, and, and you know you want to talk to you, you. They're waiting for us to get back to Lamar. That's what they're waiting for, right? They're just they're they're waiting patiently. Like, okay, all right, you know, some some want to talk USC, some want to talk boxing. You know, you get all that in our Discord. Okay, we got we got Ravens fans, we got Steeler fans, Giants fans, all kinds of fans in in there. There's a lot of there's a lot of Ravens talk going on in the chat. There's a Ring Kings uh, uh channel, right? We talk USC in there. Everything. Everything that your heart desires is on that Discord. All right. So it's it's three dollars tier. Okay. It's essentially a one time fee because even if you cancel, we don't kick anybody out. So uh, you know, as, as long as you behave. So 
three dollars is a great deal. But there's other tiers. Be real quick. Tell them about the other tiers real quick. Yeah, so the three dollar tier will get you into our uh, NFL Pick'em League that we do every year, uh, where we give away a custom LBHT trophy, or we did a plaque this season. Uh, so we'll have to see what we're going to do next year with that. Uh, the ten dollar tier gets that's you in. Like God, damn that's it. The, every time I, I don't know why you put up the pictures. The pictures that's, are ridiculous. Those the former, the for, former champions it. right there. <laughs> I yes. want to see it. All right. <laughs> cool. Congratulations. To the the winners, whatever ten dollar tier. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, it's not. It's not that. It's just the way they act. All right. Uh, the ten dollar tier will get you into our fantasy football league. We have a dynasty league going as well as a redraft league. Uh, the dynasty league gets you the custom championship belt that we have a picture of right here. Do we guess right there? Damn it! Come on, man. All right, the custom championship belt. We're going to be upgrading the belt this season. It's going to look a, little, a bit different than that. Uh, but congratulations to Buck, who won the first uh, Dynasty Championship this past season. You know, if there's enough interest, we can convert that second league into a Dynasty League as well. Uh, so you can sign up for that. We also have a $20 tier, which is a combined tier for this show and our boxing podcast, Ring Kings podcast, where you get everything I, that I mentioned, as well as our custom poker deck featuring our top 25 fighters of all time. Uh, we did a whole five-part series on that. It was a lot of fun. So if you have not seen it, definitely head over to the channel, hit subscribe, and check that out. Uh, and all the tiers, yes, the $10 tier also gets you that LBHT crew coin that I forgot to mention. And uh, all the tiers get you into the overtime show that we do after the live show every week. And like Jose mentioned, they get you into the Discord server as well. And you are muted. Yes. And if you're wondering about this shirt, okay, this guy right here, Mr. Galloway, this is this is from his store. Okay, good to be seen. So go check out his channel, Mr. Galloway, and and uh, the link will be in his description. All right. Uh, and we also have some merch too. Go to lbhtshow.com slash shop. Okay, there's there's the there's the link right there. Okay, we got all kinds of goodies on there. So go ahead and check it out. Um, listen, you guys know we you know we're part of the 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 Ravens Roundup every Monday night with uh, Coach Evans from Sip Two Tally Films. So you know, quick shout outs. Make sure you go subscribe over there. You see us every Monday night, nine p.m. Eastern time. Also, you know, it's, it includes our guy Hendo. He's on the show. Uh, Rogue Pod. Go over there, subscribe. Mr. OTR Mike, open mic with OTR Mike. Okay, you got Chris just joking on the panel from Deep Cover Pod. All right, so go over there and hit the subscribe button. And Mr. Sutton from the Rain Gang, tell the people where they can find you. Yes, sir. Well, you can find me personally at Sutton Death, pretty much anywhere where you can find stuff at. So Twitter, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, if you want to subscribe to us on YouTube, you can go at the Purple Rain Podcast. And Rain is spelled R-E-I-G-N, not R-A-I-N, because it's Purple Rain. We're a Ravens-based podcast, guys. But we talk a lot of other sports as well. You know, MMA. I, I wanted to get you guys, before I, before I get out of here, I want to get you guys' take on um, the uh, college basketball, the women's, the whole controversy I, thing. I'm, that's, that's perfect. I wanted to get into that. But, yeah, if you want to subscribe to our channel, we post uh, content weekly, at least twice a week on our channel. So the Purple Rain Podcast. I appreciate you guys. All right, indeed. So it's perfect timing. Yes, we're gonna get right into that. So I think I think Mikey um actually uploaded a video when he did his history. Let's see here. Let's see what after the game finishing the way she started this season. LSU has been a confident group throughout. 
Yes, Angel Reese letting her know what time it is. She said, it's ring time. I'm getting one. You're not. All right. She said, if you hurry, you can go to, to patreon.com slash LBHT show and get, get yourself a coin, but you can't get a ring. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So listen, uh, Caitlin Clark, first of all, is an absolute monster. All right. Yes. She's yeah. an absolute monster. Um, the hype is real around her. If you're, if you're not following college basketball, uh, the person that she was taunting is like that. Okay. Yeah. And, and she lets people know that she's like that. And I have, and I have no problem with that, but she took that L because, you know, Angel Reese, you know, she's a bad chick herself. You know, they got that W and she let her know, Hey, all that, that you was doing before, that ain't happening today. Okay. It's my time. And uh, there are some people that were clutching their pearls in social media. They act like they've never seen trash talking before. One of the biggest uh, offenders or offendees is your boy, Keith Olbermann, you know, just <laughs> a grumpy old man. Yeah. I mean, you've never seen trash talking before. That was the most benign trash talking I've ever seen. And he, he called her an effing idiot. Yeah. One person say it was classless and mm -hmm. all this, all this, this nonsense. And it's just like, you know, this was this is one of the this was the biggest women's college basketball game in history, right? Yes. Um, and you compare the ratings to a lot of other sporting events, and it's right up there. This was a big night. Like, why are are we are, are we trying to bring the the mood down with something so benign as that? You know, be yeah. You you want to go? Oh, I mean, I was gonna say I loved it. Uh, I, I think that, the that sports in general needs a lot more of that. Uh, and I know that there there's nonstop trash talk just you know between the players, but I, I mean more overt uh, taunting and trash talking. It makes the games more interesting. It makes it uh, you know it, it makes you look forward to the 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 rematch more, right? Like you know, we talked about it on uh, on Steel Conspiracy. I'm not looking forward to the men's season at all. Right, I'm I'm looking forward to the women's college basketball season because there's a lot of different storylines carrying over. Uh, there's a lot of you know a lot of narratives, a lot of things that you want to see play out, and stuff like this is a is a big part of it. You want to see Caitlin Clark come back and, and see if she can she can get that win over Angel Reese because Angel Reese been doing this to her since Maryland, right? Yes. Uh, yes. So you want to you want to see that play out. You want to see those two go on to the WNBA and see if that rivalry carries on. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and listen, Caitlin Clark didn't care. Like none of the other players in Iowa cared that she was doing the John Cena thing or pointing to her finger. She just won a ring, right? The the only people who, who really cared were on Twitter who wanted to cry about Angel Reese and and, and you know taunting the 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 star of the of the tournament. Uh, but I thought it was fantastic, and I cannot wait to see where that rivalry goes next. Yeah, Sutton, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with everything you guys just said. I mean, I definitely do support the trash talk because it creates for a good storyline, you know, and storyline is really what drives our interest in these sports in the first place, you know? So I, I thought it was really uh, – now, I will say this. I will say this about Angel Reese. I thought it was a little bit unnecessary to, like, go out of your way to kind of follow her around the court and make sure that she was seeing you. Like, wait, you see me? Are you sure you see me? Like, 
that was a little bit excessive, you know, to me at least. Like you could have just did one little walk by and been like, yeah, you know what's up. But, but like, excessive nah, is what to... makes it so much better. You're right. That's why we're talking about it, right? That's why we're talking about it. But to me, I was just like, all right. And she kind of pushed the envelope a little bit. But you have to realize too, I mean, how old is Angel Reese? Like 20, 20 years yeah. old? Something yeah, like that? 20, yeah. We're talking about kids here. Like they, I mean, she... I can't blame them for anything like that. And yeah, they want they want them to be like, you know, role models for the kids that are coming up and expect to be in the same spot one day. But no, this is this is real life. This is what it is. You know, this is a competition. And like Caitlin Clark, like you said, she wasn't mad about it because she understands what's going on. She understands like the situation. Um, you can't you can't, you know, dish it without being being able to take it, you know, and Caitlin Clark understood that. Now, where I really had an issue was that Jill Biden the first lady oh stepped out and said, I know you guys heard about this. Yes. She stepped yeah. out and said, yeah, you know, I think that we should have Iowa at the White House too when we invite awful. LSU. I'm looking forward to seeing both of them. And that was just awful to me. That was just like, awful. Like, why? Why, like, why did you feel the need to say anything? Infantilizing. It's terrible. You know, yeah. you know listen, listen, there, you know, there are some racial undertones to this whole thing, right? You have the yeah, Iowa sure. team that, you know, is predominantly white. You got the LSU team predominantly black. You had Caitlin Clark, who was a white superstar, mm-hmm. superstar, right? right? And, you know, she's drawing the ratings because she's, you know, she, she's got the swag. You know, she's, she, she's bringing eyes to the sport that didn't normally watch. And, and I think that's why you're getting the visual reaction right now, because there was, you know, I don't want to call it a great white hope, but it's kind of like that, right? Like, they were they called her some of the queen of the clapback, right? Like, like the day before, <laughs> right? And you know she lost, and it got thrown in her face a little bit. And there's some people that were kind of just putting too much emotion in, in, into her, into this whole thing. Um, that just you know they just they just let it out on 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 Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know that's so that's so d- disrespectful, right? That's that's so. You know that that that's you know that's that's uncalled for. You, we've never seen anything like that ever before, right? No. But but what about this? How come nobody <laughs> saved that woman right there? Okay, look at that. She she looks in crisis. I mean that, that's that's assault compared to the to to what Angel Reese did. Look at that. She's all on her face. Ma'am, I feel threatened right now. That is, that, I told you before, that is my favorite all-time sports picture right there. I love it. And, and like, you know, I, I heard people saying, oh, we've never we've never seen stuff like this in the men's game or anything like that. I'm like, first of all, they fight like every other day in the men's game. But I remember specifically, I don't remember the, the, the actual, I don't remember what game it was, but I remember Steph Curry making a three. And I don't even believe, the game wasn't even over. But my man did four separate celebrations like he he went all the way around the around the court he did like four different dances i think it was like halftime i'm like it's fun you know like you're you're not hurting anybody you're you're pissing the other team off but you're not hurting them you know you're not being you're not crossing that line and making it you know you know really personal you know you're just you're showboating and it's their job to stop you let me read read this this tip from raven i appreciate you guys Ray Ron says, of course, it's all good when Becky do it. If Keisha do it, it's hood. Hey. Hey. You know? That, those are the optics. That's just kind of uh, the society we live in. No? I mean, it is what it is. My, my biggest problem with it was that, you know, I'm thinking about Joe Biden. Like, 
would you feel the same way if LSU lost this game? Would you be inviting LSU to the White House, you know, for in, in the name of equality or in the name that, oh, it was such a great game and they fought so hard? It's like, no, you, you wouldn't. And I thought it was an entertaining game, but they, they won by 17. It would have been something, right? Like, I mean, because, I mean, it's just, even then I'd be like, ah, I, I don't know. But it had been, it'd been different if this is like double or triple overtime and it was just like an exciting finish that, you know, uh, both teams just showed out and it was just, you know, very memorable. And they're yeah. like, you know what? We okay. don't usually do this, but we want to invite both of y'all to the White House because it was such a great matchup. You know, that had been a little different, but this wasn't anything close to that. No. You know, so, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, you know, and, and then, of course, Iowa said, nah, we good. Right. And, you know, LSU was like, yeah, right. We're not we're not showing up there. That's disrespectful. Like I said, it's it's it was it was infantilizing because you're what what you're really saying is, man, I, I hope Caitlin and those Iowa girls didn't get their feelings hurt. Let's uh yeah. let's let's invite them on the trip too. Right. And and listen, we got we got 79 people in here. Go ahead and hit that like button. If you're new, hit that subscribe button. But if if you um if you don't watch uh college college uh, women's college basketball, and I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a I'm a huge uh, uh fan of women's college basketball. I'm not a huge fan of, of college sports. But um if you don't know, Caitlin Clark does not need your protection. <laughs> Caitlin Clark does not need anybody's protection. She is a dog out there. Yeah. All right. Like she the reason why all that happened was because she was letting people know that whole tournament that she's a dog and nobody could do anything about it. Okay. She's she's gonna be fine. And yeah. both of them are coming back next year, which is why everybody's excited for next year. Because I promise you, Caitlin Clark will be in the tournament. Angel Reese will be in the tournament. Okay? They don't need anybody's protection. Let them ball. Yeah, not only is she going to be fine, she's going to be better because she don't want that to happen again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. And I can only imagine, because I'm not even going to lie to you guys, I mean, I don't watch really college sports at all i'm just i've just never been a huge fan to be honest but i was you know i think i was out at brunch or something on sunday and the game was on at the particular restaurant that i was at and you know i just glanced over and i see like a lot of people paying attention to it and i'm like oh who's playing they're like oh it's the, it's the women's championship game i didn't even know i didn't even know the men's championship game was a day after that didn't know right. you know but i'm watching the game and i i keep hearing people talk about caitlin clark and i'm like well, who was that? I had no clue, guys. I had no clue. Yeah. I t- I tune into this girl play for the first time. You know, I'm at a restaurant. I'm not expecting anything big. I expect her to come out here, probably be a little bit average. You know, like the game's probably gonna be a little bit whatever. It's like no, she came out looking like Steph Curry, and I was like, right. I was so taken aback at first. I was just like, are you serious right now? She's coming off the of screens, just pulling up with just supreme confidence, and it's just laced like lacing them, nothing but net. I'm like. Wow. I mean, the, the future of women's basketball is bright. If you yes. got more girls like Caitlin uh, Clark and, you know, Angel Reese as well. Uh, yeah. You know, the uh, uh, South Carolina had won 42 games in a row. Uh, wow. And, and they, they have one of the best players in the country as well, Aaliyah Boston, who's going to the WNBA this year. That's who Iowa played to get to the, the national championship. Remember, 42 games in a row they won. Uh, Caitlin Clark dropped a 41-point triple-double on them. So. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch that game. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch that one. That sounds insane. Yeah, but you know, shout like, out to her. 
yeah, but this that's what kind of irritates me about the, this whole you know controversy is that it's overshadowing these performances, this this historic performances that that the women have been having. Like we should be real excited for women's women's basketball right now. You know, but and I think we, I think we better are. though. Maybe yeah. it's for the better because it's, it's driving a storyline which is going to naturally bring our attention more to you know these these same girls within the same sport next season. I know it will for me. Yeah. I just told y'all like I don't I never watched it really, but like I guarantee you I will be checking out an Iowa game or an LSU game next season just because of what I just witnessed and because of what everybody's talking about and how big everyone's making it. That's so. a good point. Absolutely, yeah. that's a good point. All right, look. We're gonna wrap this up, but you know we we like to uh, do bonus time here, all right? At the end of the show, so you know, I, like they they're they're waiting. Add two pops gonna come right back in here with some more with Lamar stuff. Ain't got anything that you guys want to talk about for the next few minutes? Uh, put it in the chat. Uh, we'll discuss it, and then um, we are going to be doing the overtime show after this for uh for our patron members. Sutton, I'll send you the link. Uh, no pressure. If you want to come come through, you can. If, if not, it's all good. You know, we appreciate uh, you spending time with us. Uh, what are we talking about on the overtime show today? Let's take a look. Oh, look at that! It is Michael Michael Bidwell. Michael Bidwell on his burner phone. Have Have you heard this story, Sutton? Mike, uh, no, I have not. Okay, Michael Bidwell is the owner of the Arizona Cardinals. He is being accused by a former employee of several things, harassment, mistreatment of workers, whatever. Uh, this employee claims that when their former GM, the Cardinals' former GM, uh, Steve Kime, was suspended. I don't know if you remember if he was suspended or not. You know, when, when, when front office people, yeah. people get, get in trouble, they, they don't make big, big uh, yeah, yeah. headlines. Five game suspension for DUI. Yeah, he had a five game suspension for DUI, and he wasn't allowed to make contact with the team. Uh, the owner, that guy uh, decided uh, I'm going to get some burner phones for the coaches and staff so we can keep in contact with the big guy for five days. All right. <laughs> so obviously you're not allowed to do that. That's against rules. Um, right. So he's airing out the, the dirty laundry. He's got a, a lawsuit against them or not a lawsuit. He's got a grievance with, with the league. So the league's investigating right now. And the team had responded uh, one by saying just, I mean, absolutely untrue. Uh, but they also responded by saying, hey, you know, we got proof that this dude committed domestic violence. So, mm. but that dude said, I got, I got, I still got the phone, bro. I still got the burner phone. So it's going to be interesting. Oh, it's going to be juicy. Goes. Yes. See, yeah. it's going to, it's going to be a fun show. That does sound interesting. Um, I, I mean, like you, you, you said that uh, they're kind of bending the rules behind closed doors. Every team, I feel like, does that. You know, yes. I, like to some yeah. extent, you know, it's just a matter of like, do we actually hear about it? You know, like uh, all these owners, you know, because, you know, they collude, you know, they, yeah. you know, they, they talk to each other and whatnot. So they have ways of like getting their way, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, that was my immediate reaction. Like, why do you need burner phones? Nobody's going to check. You're like, right. They're not going yeah. to look into if you're talking to your GM or not. They don't care. But, you know, also <laughs> treat your treat your workers better. Right. Because yeah. Yeah, because definitely. you do do these things behind closed doors um, and somebody knows your knows your dirt. You know, you might want to yeah. make sure they don't they don't have a, a bone to pick with you. You know what I mean? For reason. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I do want to put one thing out there also uh, before we get going here. I made a post on the community tab. We are thinking about a uh, summertime kind of meet up, meet and greet. Uh, with us and uh, Hendo from Rogue Pod, uh, Coach Evans from Sip to Tally, and OTR Mike from the Open Mic Podcast, and just trying to get you know uh, kind of a gauge of the interest. 
So if you go to the community tab on our, our YouTube page and just vote in the poll, just yes or no, if you'd be interested in, in attending something like that, we'd appreciate it. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, we got to start putting that together here uh, fairly quickly. Um, and it should be fun. It should be fun. All right. It is bonus time, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, we'll be here for a few minutes. Type your comments, questions, whatever in the chat, and we will read them. Uh, I'll go back up here because uh, add to pop will he will type the same thing over and over again if we do not read his comment. He's gotten better at it. He's gotten better. He's much better. Yes, add to pop says the white player is always getting passes and right and people saying this is not about race is crazy. If you don't see what's going on and people calling her a piece of poop and ish needs needs help real bad. Okay, well, add to pop is saying is race does play a factor and. Of course, and that's why we discuss it on the show. Um, it's not—I mean, it's, it's not everything. I, I think, you know, you you just had people that they um, they they really, you know, were in love with Caitlin Clark. They they they're they're riding a hype train, um, which is well deserved. It was like she's not a hype job, but um, you know, when people that you you're tuned in to and, and you're rooting for when they lose, you don't like when another team talks trash, right? When no, when, but you also don't go straight to calling her a thug either. No, no. Well, well, listen, listen. Not publicly, but I'll tell you what. When, when, uh, when the Titans uh, spoiled our uh, our fourteen and two season, and that guy from the Titans went went on the press conference and, and started started mocking uh, Mark Ingram, I had some words for him. Okay, I didn't tweet it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but I didn't I didn't like it either. <laughs> You know, but yeah, being an adult, like like somebody like Keith Oberman, like be a grown up, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you didn't like it. That's what you that's what you tweet out, right? And then he tried to walk right. it back and say, Oh, well, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I I I uh I, I, I didn't see the whole thing and you know, I, I I mentioned before that I didn't like what Caitlin Clark did, but you, yeah, you you didn't call her an effing idiot though. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, true colors were definitely showed with that original tweet i definitely think for sure you know that was his knee-jerk reaction and he didn't even realize in the moment who he was talking about like a 20 year old literal kid you know it's it's crazy um but i do have to let you guys go though um i'm about to go ahead and uh dip out of here but i thank you guys again so much for having me on i have to get back on again in the future maybe before that 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 conor mcgregor and michael chandler fight we can we can have another chat that's gonna be coming down soon so let's do it and, and I'll tell yeah. you what, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, we, we do a post fight show for the, for the big events. If you're up that late, cause they end late. If you're up that late, you're always welcome to, to come on and, and chop it up with us. Okay. I might be, I might be checking in from like my phone or something from wherever I'm at, but you know, That's I'll fine. pop in for a few minutes for sure. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So thank, thank you so thank much for coming, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you guys for having me. All right. All right. Yes. Sutton death on the purple rain podcast. See, you guys didn't see that coming. See. <laughs> Yes, yes, appreciate you, man, and and shout out to Alex as well. Okay, make sure you guys are subscribed over there. Uh, what we got here, Dandy says he surely uh wants someone to say that about. Oh, he wouldn't want someone to say that about his daughter. That's how you know it's it's fueled racism. Hey, you know my favorite thing is people saying, "Oh, it's so disrespectful to 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 do that in her face. Uh, you can't see me." Think what is more disrespectful on a basketball court than? Oh, you're wide open behind the three. No, I don't need to guard you. Because that's what Caden Clark did. She she started, she, she took a couple steps like she was gonna guard. It's like, oh, that's so and so. Nah, never mind. Right. 
look, there's a lot of trash talking that goes on the court. Anybody that that plays that played playground basketball knows that's how that that goes down. Yeah. Right. Um. In fact, uh, our, our friend uh, Coach Jansen, he uh, he he invited us to go play basketball tomorrow. I bet you if we if if, if we show up, there will be a lot of trash talking. Okay. Yeah. Uh. And you know, listen. <laughs> We 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 are, we're not built like those athletes, <laughs> but we are we are going to talk all the trash. All right, uh, JP says, isn't it funny how the Ravens slogan in 2019 was big trust, and now it seems there's a little to no trust between Lamar and the Ravens. It is funny how the Ravens image took a hit. First of all, I want to say I love it. Right. Um. I mean, I I hate that that they couldn't um recognize what they had in Lamar. Right. Mm-hmm. But I love that Lamar didn't let them give him the black quarterback treatment, as we call it. Right. Yeah. Uh, they didn't let him. They didn't. They, he didn't let them run him to the ground, um, mistreat him, not give him any weapons, not give him any protection. Right. He stood his ground. He said, you're going to pay me. Right. You're going to put a team around me. He's, he, you know, him and other and, and, and other teammates and coaches have called out the coaching staff um for just like the poor effort that they've they've put into this team uh in the front office and now this squeaky clean image of the ravens this you know uh you know this one of the best franchises in in the sport right top-notch organization um it doesn't look that way now you have everybody questioning their moves you know and i think i think that's great because this is this is what this is what cam newton needed this is what this this is what um uh um uh Donovan McNabb needed. Don, needed it. Um this is this is what Vince Young needed. Mm-hmm. This is what Vince Young needed. Because Vince Young, yes, I mean it, his career didn't turn out great, but it got off to a very bad start because he went to a team where a coach just didn't want him. Yeah. And and you can't you can't spend a first round draft pick on a quarterback and your coach not buy into him. Coach needs to be fired. Mm-hmm. And they let him hang around, and they just didn't put they just didn't put any effort into him. You know, um, lots of black quarterbacks have been derailed by their coaching staff and organization. Uh, RG three is another one. Yeah, you know, uh, Geno Smith. Geno Smith, Smith was a second round pick. You know, he he got basically like a year and a half, maybe on a on a bad team to to try to try to show something with a coach who didn't want him, and that derailed his entire career. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I, I, I like, I like what he's doing. Uh, I, I want him to hold his ground and it's, and it's, and it's huge. It's not just for him. It's for other players coming up on contract. Um, I, I think this is where this, this could be where players kind of, kind of make their stand, right? You're going to guarantee us more money because this is this, that's what it's all about. I, I don't even, th- I, don't be, I don't even think, I don't think the Ravens or other, teams have a problem with paying him that amount of money i think it's the timing right i think these teams know you know prices are going to go up mm-hmm. you know um the you know the cap goes up we're making a lot more money we're going to have to pay more money for premium positions i think they have a they have a timetable right by this time we're going to have to guarantee this amount by this time we have to guarantee this amount uh, Deshaun Watson's deal kind of sped up that timeline, and I think really they just want to slow it down a little bit. Yeah, you know, and that's why there's no rush for Lamar. But if you're the Ravens 
you have to understand that, man. Yes, we maybe we agreed that we're not gonna we're not gonna pay out these contracts, but next year these contracts are gonna get paid out, and we're not gonna have a quarterback. So you know, it is what it is. We gotta do what we gotta do. That's what they need to be on right now, and they look so foolish making these other moves because anything outside of signing Lamar, you're gonna look stupid. Yeah, I don't care if you trade them and you end up getting uh, Anthony Richardson or or, or Bryce Young. Huh? We'll put that on Anthony. Uh, uh, whoever Bryce Young, like even even if they end up getting getting one of those guys, they're not Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you don't have anything else on you know on this team to to, to support him with. So you're going to run into a, a similar situation. And that's the best case scenario, right? The yeah. more likely case is you just get you just end up with a bad quarterback next year and you don't win too many games, right? Another thing I wanted to point out too, because uh, we talked about how they they tried to sign Darius Slay. Darius Slay said he was this close, right? Yeah. Another thing that Hendo brought up on his, on his video earlier, um, he played the clip. I I missed this, but Darius Slay said it. He said. Man, when they reached out to me, man, I, I started calling some of the players I know on the team. Like, yo, what's up with Lamar? Right. This is a this is a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. We keep talking about the offensive side. This is a defensive guy saying, yeah, but it, it, yeah, but is Lamar going to be there? And honestly, I think that could have been the difference because he got he he said the Ravens offered him everything that he wanted, and he ended up you know going back to Philly because Philly matched. But if they said if, if Lamar was signed and they're like, no, Lamar's going to be here. It's all good. Would that have helped sway his opinion to come to the Baltimore Ravens? Absolutely. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things where you see fans, uh, you see those anonymous coaches, you see people in the media talking about, you know, Lamar's really not that good. But every single player in the league says he's one of the best players in the league. Right. And, and he's a, he's a, just a nightmare to defend. He's a, a guy who who you know you want on your offense because he's unstoppable, and he's a he's a leader that p- players want to play with. Like you never you never see players flock to guys to ask for their autograph. He was in like his second year, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and he went, oh man, so much, so much, and you know, and, and it's only the people on the outside looking in. Who want to want to kind of downplay Lamar, saying, "Oh, he's not really, he's not what everybody says he is," but everybody who's actually on that field with Lamar says he's that guy. Think about that. You're the team that's getting smoked by this guy on prime time football, and you can't wait till the game is over so you can go ask for his autograph. <laughs> Lining up for his for his autograph. Yeah. Hey, sign this. Sign this. Yo, you got you 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 had you had chosen you, you had, what's the name chosen uh chosen had, Robbie Anderson yeah chosen Robbie Anderson hugging this man like I love you Lamar I love you he said don't go <laughs> yeah, please don't go <laughs> Z to V says eight shouldn't step on the field twenty six year old MVP with three division titles and four playoff games yes one and three but this organization spends all their resources on the other side of the ball. That being that be getting cooked, hey man. So that's another thing that um 
I, I put in the lineup, but uh, you know, we, we can mention it real quick. Uh, it, it was talked about on coaches' uh, stream on, on the roundtable on Monday. Defense does defense win still win championships? The answer is no. Don't worry if you if you're if you're wondering. The answer is no. It doesn't still win championships. Uh, coach had a nice graphic. We didn't have time to put together our graphic, but yeah. Oh no, nice I, I, I doubt. I mean, we didn't put it together, but I I have one here. Okay, well, well, hold on. But coach had a graphic yeah. of of the last eleven Super Bowls because you know we're not we're the Ravens are outside a ten year window, so we gotta go eleven okay. years to add the Ravens on there. Right. But the the last eleven Super Bowl winners and what they were ranked defensively. Now a lot of them weren't bad, right? Mm-hmm. And we never said you you can you can just go out there and just have a crappy defense, but um, all you know like you don't have to have a, a top tier defense. Most of yeah. them didn't have top tier defenses, right? And and what you see is you do need a, a good offense. Uh, so this graphic I'm about to put up, uh, this is for expected points added for the offense for team offense and team defense. And essentially, what that breaks down to is just uh, on on each play. Are you making it more likely that your team is going to win the game or less likely? Right. So this is showing the everybody, this is not just the winners, but everybody who made the Super Bowl from 2012 until now. Uh now when you look at this, if you look at the the, the further to the right your, your team is, the better the offense they are. The closer to the top, the better the defense. And then, you know, opposite, you know, if it's all the way on the left, it's a, t- a bad offense down on the bottom. It's a bad defense. So what you're seeing here is there's one team who made the Super Bowl with a bottom half of the league offense. And that was the Denver Broncos in 2015 with the, the shell of Peyton Manning. Yeah. Now, if you look at the, the offenses, uh, now, you know, the Patriots and the Chiefs there are right on the line for 15. So that's technically still in the top half. But then there's four other teams in the bottom half for for I'm sorry for for defense. Uh, four teams in the bottom half, including the the 17 Patriots, who were you know looks like 25th there. Uh, the Falcons are about 24, uh, and then the three Chiefs teams, you know, from from 2020, 2019, 2022, all had kind of bottom half of the league defenses and still made the the Super Bowl. And uh, you know the Chiefs won a couple of those Super Bowls. You know, the, the, the Broncos did as well because they ran into a completely inept Panthers team. But again, that Broncos team is, is I mean, you want to talk about an outlier. They are the only ones on that side of the chart. The only every, every other Super Bowl uh, or every other uh, conference champion uh, since 2012 has had at least the 14th best offense in the league. So the Legion of Boom... That that Super Bowl that they won, that's 2013. They were what well, looks like the it's number about, one. about about ninth uh, offense and and probably the number one defense. Yeah, so I didn't even know that they were that good on offense. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, because you know I, I thought about the Broncos being an outlier, but Baltimore in 2012 and Cincinnati in 2021, uh, you know they're outliers offensively as well in terms of EPA. Right. Yeah. There's three total conference championships. From from 2012 to now, who had an offense outside of the top 10? Yeah, to make yeah. it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I mean, that, that there you go. You 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 have to have offense. Um, Whereas what, it's 10 outside of the top 10 defenses. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, what a lot of those defenses had were were what we call closers, right? Like you mm-hmm. have your Aaron Donalds, 
You know, you you had you had guys like that that uh, you know Chris Jones this year that could um excuse me. Uh, I was holding that all all night all night. Um, but you you have special players on defense that can make plays in big moments, yeah. right? And ironically, that's the one thing that the Ravens don't have. They, as much as they spend on defense, they don't have that guy. Um, but they need to they need to make situational plays, right? Big plays in 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 certain situations. The offense has to consistently be good, yeah, right. Because you get into the shootouts, you have to be able to match. And if you're not able to keep up, that's how you get run off the field in big moments, you know. And I want to give a shout out to Lou Primo for subscribing. Thank you, Lou Primo. Oh, let me give Thank you, me. let me give you a salute here. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Yeah, I, he had a couple. Hey, thank you, living legend. Um, uh, Lou, Lou Primo says the NFL owners uh, never liked Lamar. We saw that on draft night, and when they were telling him to switch to a receiver, now they are just showing it overtly. That's part of it for some of them, but I think a lot of them would love to have Lamar, but they're trying to kind of just hold the line right now because, like B, B you pointed out, it's not just it ain't just Lamar, right? You got some running backs yeah. out there that that haven't signed. It's yet. It's, it's everybody. Uh, you know, they, they after last year where you know Christian Kirk got eighteen a year. Uh, you know, that's when Devontae got over 30 a year. Tyreek got over 30 a year. They're trying to suppress the salaries for everyone across the board. This season, the highest paid wide receiver in free agency is 11 million a year. You know, the highest paid running back is a little over six a year, uh, Miles Sanders to Carolina. You know, there's a lot of guys having to sign one year deals. You, you know, this free agency has really, really slowed down. Like, how you, know, you rewind like five, 10 years. Guys like Ezekiel Elliott and Kareem Hunt would not be sitting in free agency this long. No, no. You know, but the teams do not want to pay. Like you said, they're trying to slow down the escalation of, of, of salaries, even though the the revenue that they're making is exploding. Yeah, and this is where players this is where players can can win a battle, right? Because most of the time they're not going to win, but you have players that are more established. And they're the they're the top some of the top players at the position. Um, you don't settle, right? If your team, if you want your team to suffer, you want to go out there and and, and get young. Go ahead and get young, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's see how let, let's let's see how long that lasts because some of these teams are building for right now, right? The Jets have to like the Jets are they're they're in for right now. They're trying to get Aaron Rodgers' deal done. If that falls through, B, what are you gonna do? Oh well, I mean, well, we're not we're definitely not gonna pay Lamar. Joe we right, right. Like they're not gonna do that. Um that the, the Rams, that's their whole philosophy. Yeah. Right. We we have to win now. And that's the other thing too, because they will fold, right? Like some of these teams, uh, you know, to justify the stadiums that they built, the the TV deals, they have to have stars. Yeah. They can't have a bad product, right? So if you're one of the good products. You can wait. They're going to pay you. And and the the biggest problem with it too is like if you remember back in uh, 2011 was the first year of it. Uh, the rookie scale contracts, yep. right? Because rookies were were making these huge contracts. Sam Bradford got an 80 million dollar deal before ever setting foot on an NFL field. It's not right. right. And and the NFLPA went right along and they said, hey, yeah, we want this. We want to limit these rookies' pay so that you can pay the the veterans with that money. And the owner said, "Yeah, sure, we'll limit the rookies' pay." Right. 
Not that second part, though. Yeah, we're not, right. we're not, we're not, we're not <laughs> yeah. redistributing that money to the vets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll take no, money sir. back. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So it's it's not just about Lamar here. Um, you like, like he has to hold out, right? Because other players, um, they gotta fall, like, they, they all gotta follow suit, and I think they will. I, and I think, I think, um, he's gonna make it easier for them, right? Because he see, he's showing. How big of a mess it could be for your organization, and and this this why this why I said before this like the Ravens don't want to be a situation where they're the only idiots that that don't sign the quarterback because this thing turns a mess, right? And they end up being a, a bad team next year, which is why I think they will be. That's going to scare the other team straight, yeah. right? Like like Cincinnati, like whatever Cincinnati w- was thinking, <laughs> thinking about no 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 we can't we can't be that again, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and listen, to your point about like EDC and, and him, you know, that he should be resigning, right? Like the alternative is you're sitting out there front and center with John Harbaugh looking like a fool. Yeah. 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 So. Hey. All right. We're gonna wrap this up in a minute. Salute to Hendo and Eric L over on Facebook for the for the likes. Um you. you know, if if you're if you're on Facebook, uh you can you can like our page at LBHT show. Okay. Also on Twitch, we're over there. You can follow us over there as well. Uh, we read a couple more, and let's get out of here. Uh, Shook says, we ain't talking about Mayfield, Ron. Keep it to your trash team. Wait, oh, wait. What, what did Raven Ron say? Says, Steelers have been smoked by Baker Mayfield, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shook, you got to eat that one, man. Yeah. <laughs> Z to B says, what makes it worse is that all the teams in NFL – have these stats organizations are stuck in the ways and owners only care about revenue yeah. yeah right they care about revenue and they care about doing things their way because because if it was about revenue it's a that's an easy sign you sign lamar like how much money you think they're gonna make next year without lamar i mean look they'll make money don't get me wrong but they you know the value of the team goes down the re- you know the, the revenue will go down. It's not like they're going to be in a red or anything like that. Well, I don't think the value of the team will go down. The revenue will, uh, at least in the short term. But team values just stay going up. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I can't take that from them. Um, but but listen, look, that but that ties into it, right? When you have a superstar, the value, it does increase the value. It, it may not. Yeah, but I'm saying it's not going to it's not going to go down. But oh, yeah, it'll, yeah. You know, it may not in you know, increases uh, as quickly, but yeah. it's not going to go down. Super Brother says 100 million for an inside linebacker, but Ravens want wants to pay that much for a defensive end. Um, oh, they won't pay that much for a defensive end. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that's why that's why I don't I don't buy anything that they say, man. Because, um, yeah, they're all about defense, but you won't pay edge rushers. They're all about mm-hmm. defense, but you don't want to pay your interior line. You just want to put it all in the secondary because you. I, they believe, they truly believe that if they get that second corner that second lockdown corner they will they will be validated in their whole way of their whole train of thought they they truly believe that they think you know all we need is Marlon Humphrey in another lockdown corner you know we got the secondary we, we got the safeties that's all we need and we can show the world that we were right okay but that's extremely hard to do right that's the other mm-hmm. part of it too maybe you put together this lockdown defense is extremely hard to keep it together. Yeah. Right. And 
you haven't been able to do it. Whether you believe it or not, you haven't been able to do it. You can't keep getting chances to try to do this, right? You didn't get you didn't get uh, Jalen Ramsey when you want to trade for him. You didn't get Xavier Howard when you try to trade trade for him. You didn't get Darius Slay even though you offered him everything he wanted. And why didn't you get Darius Slay? Because you didn't sign Lamar. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you can listen to this nonsense about what other owners are saying or whatever. Okay, the players are telling you, if Lamar ain't there, I ain't playing. Yeah. Right? Oh, uh, Chuck's Corner, thanks for subscribing. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. You know? Shook uh, says, no Lakers talk. They're about to get another ring. Oh, that's going to be an overtime show. Well, no, no, not only the overtime show, but next week we're going to have another special guest. Our guy Keeping It Real is coming back. Uh, that's going to be right after the end of the NBA regular season and, and just a couple of days prior to the, the start of the playoffs. So uh, he's going to come on. We're going to be talking a lot of NBA. The Lakers are absolutely getting that ring. And by the way, you know, we talked about Caitlin, Reed, or Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese and how, you know, you kind of have that that great white hope uh, and then the the ghetto black girl coming and, and, and you know, messing feelings. Up. Yeah. Uh, and, and and we you know that's not really what went down, uh, but that is what went down in Dallas, where Kyrie Irving came, <laughs> came and, and stole my man Luca's joy. He stole his <laughs> smile, and 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 I want more people to talk about that. <laughs> All right, we're gonna discuss more NBA uh, on the overtime show. Um, get ready for that in a minute, man. Uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you so much, everybody, uh, for hanging out with us for an hour and forty five minutes. Thank you to our special guest, Mr. Sutton Death on the Purple yes. Rain podcast. Um, listen, man, you got to see he's, he's a huge UFC fan. You know, we talk UFC on here. We, we don't talk for it that that much on, on the show. Um, we usually say that for like the, the post fights, but this, that was a fun conversation. And thank mm-hmm. you guys for hanging around. I know a lot of you, you know, hang around for the for the Ravens talk. Right. We didn't get to talking Panthers today. There's not a lot going on with the Panthers right now. They're just they're 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 just focused on the draft. Oh well, oh, the, well, there is some news. Panthers getting some new uniforms. No, no, that's why I didn't bring it up. It's, they're not getting new uniforms. This is nonsense. Just like it's like eighty uh, percent of the stuff with the Panthers. All that happened is the Nike told them, "Hey, we have a color closer to the actual blue that you use, so we're going to be updating the blue in the uniforms." They said the silver's not going anywhere. That's new. It's, it's not new. They're just updating the color. The uniform is going to be exactly the same. I, I was so hyped. I'm like, "Yo, if they get rid of silver, you know what that means." That means all black helmets everywhere. They're not getting rid of the silver. So, all right, y'all. Listen, uh, hit that like button on your way out if you're new. Um, hit that subscribe button. I want to say one more thing before we go. Right? Uh, we every, every day it seems like there are there are new people wanting to uh, try their hand at YouTube or doing a podcast, and and we encourage you guys if you have that itch. To go and 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 start up a channel, start up a podcast, right? Go try it out. If you if you like it and you have a feel for it and it's something you want to continue to do, uh, me and B are going to be putting together a uh, a, a little uh, uh, what do you call it? Ebook, an uh, ebook, and uh, in a you know we're gonna have a, a coaching session for you guys to kind of help you get started, like a little beginner's guide for you guys. Uh, also, I'm, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a little uh, plug here. We have two affiliate links. If you look in our description at the bottom for VidIQ and TubeBuddy, those are two tools, very powerful tools that can help you guys starting out. You know, putting crafting your titles, uh, crafting descriptions for your videos, 
thumbnail suggestions, all that stuff, right? So, you know, if it's something that you're thinking about getting into, something that you're already doing, uh, click on that link, you know, take a look at it and, uh, you know, sign up for it um, if you think that'll help you and that'll help the show, all right? But uh, thank you guys so much, all right? B, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, patrons, get ready. The Overtime Show is starting in a couple of minutes. Everybody else, have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Peace.